We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, USU, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Krafchick, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hi, Datables and Brunchables. Welcome to Brunch (laughs) Talk by the Datable Podcast. Happy Sunday. Happy brunch. Happy it all and all the fun stuff (laughs) that's happening today. Uh, We want to bring you another question of Brunch Talk where, you know, this is the time for us to answer all the questions you've all emailed in or DM'd in. And these are the questions that you're probably discussing over brunch right now. Such common questions yes. that definitely Julie and I have gone over many, many times before. 
Yes. And keep them coming. We're getting a lot of really great questions through Instagram DMs, but also hello at Dateable Podcast. That's the best place. Just send them. TBD will probably put something on the website that you can also submit them. That would be a good place too. I think the brunch talk has been really fun for us. So it started off as an experiment, but we're keeping it going because people have said they're looking forward to the brunch every Sunday to get their weekend, you know, rolling on that Sunday fun day. So we're going to keep it going. I think people can submit on the website, right? Just a contact form. They can. Yes, it would just go to our normal submissions, which I guess is a good call out because we're starting up season 15, which is nuts. Every time I hear the double digit numbers, it always makes it feel crazy to me. But we're starting to recruit for that too. So while you're at it, you know, either if you've got a story or you have a topic, you can just drop it in there. Yeah, people really love the not settling versus picky, being too picky. Ooh, that was a big one. That was a great question. Yes, we love these. Like, how do you distinguish? Mm-hmm. I think this one that we have today also is very applicable to everyone. I think those are the ones that, you know, seem to resonate because we've all been there at some time or another. So let's get to that question. This question is, how do I get over being rejected? I feel like mm. I'm having a hard time keeping a positive mindset in dating when I keep getting rejected. Yeah. And to give more context, the listener that wrote in said, in the last week, I've gotten rejected two times. One was from someone that I had gone on a couple dates with, and it seemed like it was going really well. And then they reached out to tell me they decided to get back together with their ex. The other one was a person that I had met in a bar, and it seemed like they had everything I was looking for. We had a really great connection. We had a date set up for that coming Friday. And then when the date came, I never heard from them. When I reached out, they ghosted me at first. I kept reaching out, and they finally said they decided they're not interested. What gives? Mm. You've all heard the phrase, rejection is redirection. And it's easier said than done. But it's true. I don't love that we have this word rejection anyway, because most of the no's in life are redirecting you to the yes that's fitted and suitable for you. And in dating, not everyone's going to be your match. And what, 99% of people are not (laughs) going to be your match. So rejection or the redirection is something expected. If you're getting the no's, that's a good thing. It means you're getting yourself out there. That's a great thing. And now you know what you like, what you don't like, and it helps you narrow down to the person who is right for you. So ultimately, rejection sucks because our ego's at stake, but redirection is the ultimate way to look at rejection and it just redirecting you to the right person. Yeah. I think the reality too is we don't know where anyone is in their dating journey. No. So the examples that this person submitted too, right, is this person decided to get back with their ex. That could have zero to do with you whatsoever. Totally. It's not because they went on a date with you and then decided their ex was better fit. Or maybe they did and that's okay too because essentially like that isn't your person if they really believe someone else is a better fit for them. But there's a good chance that they just had all this stuff. And also, if it's an ex, they've had years and years, even months of built up rapport where you're just Mm -hmm. not going to get that on three dates. So I think we need to stop taking it as personally. And then also feeling like 
this is a prospect as soon because we just do not know where these people are at, especially also in the example of someone that you met at a bar. I think a lot can change in the moment from when you're out. Maybe you're drinking. Maybe yeah. you're like looser. And then they get home and they realize that like they're, they I have don't a know, girlfriend. like you don't know. Like there's, <laughs> yeah, like there's so many things that could be going on. I think that's what makes it really dangerous when we get ahead of ourselves. And, and the reality is all we know is that they're so good on paper. We don't know if they're going to have good follow through. We don't know if they're compassionate. We don't know if they're honest. We don't know anything about this person that we met for what? I know at a bar, it's probably an hour max, if even. You're probably kind of mm-hmm. coming in and out of this person, like a few minutes here, a few minutes there. All you got was physical connection is really is the truth of it. So I think first and foremost, we need to stop taking it personally because little of the time does it actually have to do with something we're doing. It's either that we're just not compatible, which isn't a reflection of ourselves, or they mm-hmm. have something else going on in their lives that we have no idea about. And it ultimately doesn't matter, right? Even if it's, no. maybe they just like, okay, I decided that I'm not really into you. I'm not going to pursue you. That is okay. That's Why would you want to be with someone who doesn't want to pursue you? So there's no need to even force it. I get it. Rejection sucks because one, it hurts our ego, and two, it crushes this future dream that we've built after we yes. meet someone. Oh my gosh, yes. we can't like do this and that together in my fantasy here. And that's the problem with modern dating is that we we create a world that does not exist when we meet someone. And then also our egos always in the way. So that creates fear that creates this, um, that's just hurt and the disappointment. But the the faster we can shake it off and move on, the faster we can meet the people who are right for us. So think about it as rejection is almost like practice, like you're practicing for the sport of, of modern dating. <laughs> like you're, those balls are, are getting to you. Yeah. And then you're like redirecting the balls and like just trying to get to the basket here. So it's a great practice for you and know that you're not alone in any of this. It's really hard because I know like, especially when you want a relationship so bad, you want to believe that everyone is going to be the next potential and the prospect. But I think we do like, I'm thinking back like when we met more organically through work or through friends of friends, a lot of times we weren't viewing every single person as like a potential the one. It was more just it evolved over time and we saw how it worked. But today's world, especially with dating apps, you go into a date and you're like, is this person going to be my person or are they not going to be? And it's so like cut and dry after very little time of actually knowing them and seeing how things play out. I feel like almost it's, you know, it's, I don't want to be like discouraging, but it's almost like we can't get ahead of ourselves with these prospects Mm -hmm. and even view them as rejection when they're so low stakes in the game. Like we just don't have enough data at this point to even have this person hold a seat in a piece of our heart, essentially. Yeah, renting, renting (laughs) for free in your mind space. And I I can look back and I think everyone should do this exercise just for funsies, but look back <laughs> to all the times that you were rejected that really hurt you or disappointed you and then how that redirected you. I yes. can pinpoint the, that one rejection that really hurt. I've talked about him before, this New York guy <laughs> that I was pining after for years and ultimately he was like, I don't want to be with you. And that's what gave me the kick in the butt to go to go to like move. So I went to Beijing for two weeks, ended up staying for two years. It was absolutely life changing. My life today would not be the same. And 
he, I have him to thank because if he didn't yes. do that, I would have stayed in New York, kept pining after him, had this life that I was not happy with. And he gave me that kick in the butt to change my life and to get in the driver's seat. So thank you for that rejection. And we can all look back to those winning moments of rejection. I love that. And on a recent episode we did with Katie Storino, she talked about this mm-hmm. too. This is like not, I don't even know if I'd say this is rejection, but just even like the fallout of a big relationship yeah. when she got divorced. I mean, it's it, it, you can look at it rejection if you really choose to look at it that way. I think, again, a lot of it's how do you reframe what rejection means. But she said she would not have been able to start a company if it wasn't because of this redirection. So I think that's huge. But also, it could redirect you to the right person. I know Mm -hmm. before I met my current partner, I felt like I got rejected more than I ever had in my entire Mm -hmm. life. And I think it's because I was putting myself out there more. And I was giving people a chance and being more open with people and not being the first to say, like, I don't think this is a fit. Because in a way, it's a shield when you're the one that's always rejecting. Yes. Because you can't get hurt that way. And I was definitely under that mindset, thanks to conversations we'd have on this podcast. I remember one that stands out was when we talked to Logan Yuri, who's the director of relationship science at Hinge and wrote a book, How Not to Dial alone about uh, making the second date the default in that, you know, first dates are inherently awkward. And, you know, a lot of times you don't see the real person on that first date. So I really tried to stick with that. And even if it wasn't fireworks on the first date, I decided that I was going to do a second date regardless, pending I didn't hate being with this person. But other people did not have that same mentality. And they were probably quicker to pass on people because, you know, tons of options out there or whatever. Or maybe I like I just wasn't their cup of tea. And that's fine when you think about it. But ultimately, it led me to my current partner who yes. we both could recognize like this is the right fit. And how, what a shame it would have been like if I let that rejection, quote unquote, get me off the apps. Like if I uninstalled the apps because, you know, another person rejected me, I would have missed out on the greatest relationship I've ever had. I mean, right? <laughs> it's like, hindsight is twenty twenty, but you don't need to get to the hindsight part. You can just look at it from today. All good things happen on the other side of fear. And when we are uncomfortable getting out of our comfort zone and we're getting the nose, it just means the change is happening. It's a really good mm-hmm. thing. Rejection therapy is something people yes. use. And we've talked about it on previous episodes. Rejection therapy is when you go out and seek the nose, go and ask <laughs> for things, expecting the nose, and you'd be surprised how it equips you with the armor to deal with rejection in the future. And one of my favorite people that I follow is Jia Jiang. He wrote a book about rejection therapy. And he went on this journey of just seeking the nose. And now he's created a whole business around it because he's he feels almost invincible because it's like when you're not afraid of rejection, that's when you get the things that you truly want. I love that. And it's not just, you know, rejection therapy for dating in this exercise, right? It's like asking for ridiculous things like a free drink or something that you just know you're not going to get. And maybe you'll pleasantly be surprised and you will get it. But you're kind of expecting that it won't happen because why why would someone just do this randomly? So I love this idea of taking rejection out of just dating and putting it in everyday life. And I think women, especially hetero women, have trouble with rejection because we've been told like, 
we don't we're not the ones that pursue we're not the (laughs) ones that go out and make the move so i think when it already feels a little unnatural and of course that's not today's world like women are making the first moves but we have years and years to catch up essentially to building the shield of armor that we kind of just don't give a fuck right like we take it personally still because we're not prepared enough this might be new to a lot of us of putting ourselves out there or asking someone on a dating app if they want to meet up as the first move or you know calling that person that you went on a date when you haven't heard back all this is new and i think the only way to get that armor and just keep going and that perseverance is to do it right like the first mm-hmm. couple times it's gonna sting your ego but if you never do it you're never gonna build that up ah <sighs> building up that rejection armor that's huge. And I think that's something yeah. we can do all the time. Even if you are, you feel like almost immune at this point, we can still keep working that muscle because it does help us become more brave. And in dating, what mm-hmm. we've seen is people are less brave. They're like so afraid of putting themselves out there. And when we have more courage in dating, then we have the courage to get what we want, ask for what we want, and create the life that we want. And that's so empowering to to see that. Yeah. It's, it's all in our control. I think we also need to stop looking at it like, will this person like me? And do they want to date me? Versus like, yeah. how do I feel with this person? You want someone that's a hell yeah for you. And a lot of times oh, when yeah. we face rejection, right? It's because we don't know where we stand with this person or Mm. things don't feel 100%, but we're going to like try anyways. And I I think this is a little contradictory, but I do think it's important to put yourselves out there and try. I think personally, I'd rather hear the no than be unsure. But at the same time, know that if you've already felt, you know, like this isn't secure, then if that person gives you the no, they're actually helping you to find someone that can feel a lot more sure about you. So again, it's not a bad thing when this is happening. It's kind of like I equate it to like finding a job, right? There's some people that get in this trap of like, will this employer want me? Will they want me? Or the other person that goes in interviewing the employer just as much as they're interviewing them. And Mm -hmm. I think we need to keep that mentality of like, this is our lives that we're talking about. We're not trying to just like win to get an ego boost. Like We're trying to find a compatible partner where we feel safe and secure secure and we can build a life with them if that truly is what you're looking for. And if you're not looking at it that way, I think that might be a reassessment too is, am I actually in the place of being ready for a serious relationship or is there more work that I need to do? And I think if you can start to look at it that way, then rejection doesn't become as much of a thing. It's just clearing the path. As sick as this may sound, (laughs) there's something really beautiful (laughs) about rejections where that it does make you feel you really covet the person who is right for you. Imagine Mm -hmm. if you just didn't get rejections and everybody was a yes, then how do you really treasure the person you're with? And you're like, oh, I can get like everybody, right? But but it's because of the no's that makes the yes so much more special. And I think that's why we fall in love because we think Mm -hmm. it's not you know, it's not like every day walking down the street, I can fall in love with anyone. It's that this is someone special. This is a special relationship. So again, as sick sick as that sounds, it's like we need the rejections for us to really treasure and appreciate Mm -hmm. the yes people in our lives. I love that. I think another piece of it too, in this example that was sent into us, is it stings extra hard when it happens back to back, for sure. And some of that is going to be unavoidable. Like that's just something 
some of the part of dating. But I think a big piece of it too is how are you balancing dating with other parts of your life? And how Mm. are you vetting these people too? We talked about expectations and, you know, after an hour or one or two dates, even you don't truly know them. So it's some of it is that we just don't know where we stand fully. But another piece too is how are they showing up? Are you the one that's always initiating everything? Are they texting, but they're never asking you out? Like that might be a surefire sign that like this isn't going to go anywhere. So I think sometimes we just want to see that every prospect is going to go somewhere. We're just kind of throwing shit against the wall, essentially. And I think sometimes taking that step back and getting more intentional and being like, okay, I'm only going to go out and use my time for dating on people that have shown up and are pursuing actually asking me on a date or receptive when I ask them on a date. That's so big. And then you could fill the time. Let's say you had someone in your queue that isn't doing that instead of being like, oh my God, I got rejected by this person. It's like, I'm just not going to put that person as a prospect. And I'm going to fill my time going out with friends or being with family members or other people that give me love and joy. Because I think sometimes I know it's like we don't want to miss opportunities while dating, but sometimes being so focused only on dating, it makes it sting that much harder. Yes, because that's what you're only focused on. And so how do you not focus on the nose that much if that's all you're thinking about? Diversifying your interests and your time is so important. Your time is so precious. Yes. The time we waste on people who are not right for us, uh, moping around because someone said no or didn't want to go out with us. It's just time wasted. That time could be refunneled to the people who truly love you in your lives, the things that really matter, Mm -hmm. cultivating interests and hobbies. It's just like the way we we spend our time and our time is so limited on earth. Think about that. Why do we want to waste it on things that just really don't matter to us in 10 years from now or even like in a week from now? You're probably going to forget about this. So I just think about this all the time. It's like, oh, if my time, if I'm spending my time like currency, where do I want to spend most of my currency here? Yeah, that's such a good point. If the goal of a relationship is to find love and mm-hmm. to feel connected to other human beings and to feel seen and heard, I would so much rather funnel that into that existing network you have or building yeah. other ways to do it in addition than to give people that simply don't deserve your time that mental energy. I think for me, a big turning point was when I went through like kind of that like heartbreaking breakup, like my first breakup Mm -hmm. that like really shook me to the core. And I remember after that, I was like, all these people that I went on like one, two dates with, I can't believe I even gave them any energy. Like I don't ever want to give any of the like tears or anything, I want to save it for the real heartbreak. And not that I really want that either, but at least like that person was someone that had shown up for me and vice versa. It was a relationship. Like these people that you have like these, you know, fleeting interactions with, like I quite frankly, just like the, like I wish like that I could take back all that time that I even spent dwelling on them. Oh, no kidding. I wish it was like a tape back time machine or something, you know, like where daters go in and they're like, mm, taking back that guy and that girl and that yeah. date and that tear. <laughs> and then we can we can use all that time for future indulgences. But uh, we can't do that. So when you rather just in the moment know that you don't want to do that in the future, thinking about taking back time so you can just manage your time better. <laughs> 
Yeah. And I think sometimes it's unrealistic to not feel anything. So I do like the exercise of like time boxing of like, okay, mm. for one day, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to like let myself feel what I need to feel. Yeah. But then after that, I'm going to, you know, have this reality check of like, I didn't know this person very well. Or, mm. you know, this just isn't the right fit for me. Like the better things are coming. I think the optimism is so important and it can be really, really hard, especially if you've had these string of rejections. But like we were saying earlier, it'd be such a shame if you let these cut you off from something freaking amazing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so to sum it up, rejection is redirection. That's a big one. I think the other piece is don't take things so personally. We just don't know where people are on their journey. And how do you build up that armor? Rejection therapy. Dating, so much of dating success is just keep going. Like, keep going. Like, again, we don't know why other people are on dating apps. Everyone has different reasons, every different life stages. Like, just getting frustrated and deleting apps or saying I'm taking a dating sabbatical or break from dating, all that's doing is cutting you off from someone great. Of course, if you need a rest, by all means, but if it's coming from a place of I'm frustrated, then how do you redirect that frustration into positivity any way you can? Mm-hmm. The no's are there to lead you to the yes. Just know that. It's a good model. All right. That wraps up this episode of Brunch Talk. Uh, rejection therapy is a great thing to look into. And send us those questions. <laughs> we are going to do the, these every week. So more questions, the better. Thanks again for this question. And we will see you all next week for a Brunch Talk. See you next week. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag stay dateable and trust us, we look at all those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable. Mm-hmm.